Before I continue with the reading today, I would like to apologize for not being able to update as I'd like over the past year or so. But as you can imagine, due to COVID and schools being closed and so forth, I have not had a quiet place to actually sit down and do my podcast. Uh, Please forgive me and please enjoy the continuation of the Bound series. And again, thank you so much for listening. The Bound Series, Volume 1, Number 7, Title, Hurricane, Chapter 4, Found. Two and a half hours till landfall. Splinter was relieved when the hail finally ceased. He tucked Mira into a jacket he bound inside the box of clothes and propped her on his shoulder, then began again to sprint across the rooftops. The wind started to pick up now and whipped the cold rain around them. He stopped on a rooftop near the garage and gaped down at it while he tried to catch his breath. He could tell even from this vantage point the shop was flooded and there were no signs of life. My sons must have sought higher ground, he thought. Mir shifted on his shoulder and his mind came back to his primary concern now shelter the hurricane was closing in on the city and they needed better shelter than the little shed he'd found earlier the likelihood of such a structure surviving the coming storm was small following his instincts he climbed down the fire escape of the apartment building they stood on he glanced inside the window on the fourth floor the apartment beyond appeared vacant the occupants had evacuated as instructed splinter set mira against the wall and tried the window it was locked he glanced around himself for an item to break the pane but came up empty he knelt beside mira and tucked the jacket more snugly around her the little turtle opened her brown eyes a slit mira do not be frightened i must leave you for just a moment you must stay very still in her feverish state the little tot had no desire to move she whimpered none the less when he ran back up the fire escape there were several loose bricks on the rooftop and he seized one this single brick would likely save their lives hurrying back down the ladder he found mira just where he left her she gave a small sound of happiness upon seeing him he moved her away from the window before breaking it then he scooped her up and hopped inside avoiding the glass on the floor splinter twitched his nose at the smell of humans he wasn't used to so strong an odor sarah and cat smelled more like his sons than humans april was the only one who truly smelled like the humans who dwelt on the surface he sighed at least the place was warm and dry it was a good place to ride out the storm checking the apartment to be certain it was empty he found a little girl's bedroom he removed the jacket but left the sweater before he laid mira in the small bed she opened her eyes to gaze at him again sofu where's daddy splinter took a steadying breath before attempting to answer with your mother He had no idea if that was the reality or not. But if Sarah had somehow survived the storm surge, then Donatello was sure to have found her by now. And if she hadn't, well, they would still be together, wherever they were. 
his answer satisfied the toddler and she closed her eyes to drift off into feverish dreams two hours till landfall april jumped at the tap on her window she rushed over to open it and frowned at the crew who clambered inside she let out a small cry as donny climbed in with sarah my goodness what happened leo explained what had transpired as donny laid her on the couch and tried again to see her head wound it had begun to bleed again her hair was so badly matted he couldn't make it out clearly sarah suddenly moaned and her eyes slowly opened donny's heart pounded so hard that he thought his chest would burst with joy sarah she blinked at him and closed her eyes again panic swamped him and he cupped her face no you have to stay awake love you can't go back to sleep she moaned again her throat felt like it was coated in grit tired he didn't want to stress her but he had no choice i know but i need you to stay awake i need you to find mira sarah sat up so fast she had to clutch her head as the room began to spin her broken ribs dug into her innards and she cried out in pain donny grabbed her shoulders in two firm hands he could sense alarm fill her heart leo knelt beside them sarah do you know where they are gritting her teeth she made eye contact with him master splinter has mira i passed her up to him just before i got caught in the current do you know where they are leo felt a growing urgency with the storm nearly on top of them sarah closed her eyes and tried desperately to focus i don't know it's fuzzy and my head hurts sarah if you have any idea you need to tell us donny glared angrily at his brother she doesn't know back off leo yeah she just woke up from a four-hour forced nap mikey was so glad she was awake he had to strain himself from bear-hugging her leo stood to face his brothers no we need to find master splinter and mira before the storm hits donny came to his feet his eyes sharp a low growl came from deep inside him i said back off april's eyes widened at the noise she had never seen donny act like this before she was also surprised when leo took a step back donny stood over sarah his body tense and fists clenched at his side primal instincts were at play as the two brothers locked gazes sarah was the one who broke the tension she grabbed donny's arm and started to get up he's right we have to find mira and splinter donny looked down at her no he sat down and pressed her gently onto the couch eliciting a hiss of pain from her we are not going anywhere until i've cleaned that head wound and properly wrapped your ribs raff smartly pulled leo to the side trying to defuse the situation before it got any more out of hand he knew donny wasn't likely to let anyone near sarah for a while at least not until he'd calmed down mikey had even given his brother a wider berth slipping into the kitchen for something to drink sarah allowed donny to probe her head once more but he still wasn't making much progress i can't get a good look at it maybe we should wash your hair out first sarah looked over at april do you have any scissors april went to a nearby drawer and pulled out a pair 
what do you need scissors for sarah sat up slowly and took them from her she didn't bother to answer instead she immediately chopped away at her hair the guys watched her in shock as her long dark locks fell in chunks it only took four or five good whacks and it was gone donny stared at her what why no time we need to hurry she sucked in air her body fought her with every word she lay back down now stitch me up so we can go find our daughter donny nodded feeling her determination grow inside him cat bring me the bag the blonde brought over the bag with the medical supplies and he proceeded to clean the wound i'm sorry i can't give you anything for the pain with your concussion it could cause you to go into a coma sarah barely moved as she responded i understand he cleaned the wound his lips pressed in a tight line the gash was certainly deep enough it needed stitches he prepared the needle but as he held it ready to go his hands began to shake his mind understood this needed to be done but his body wouldn't comply stitching her up meant he would have to hurt her i-i can't leo's hand wrapped around his and he gently took the needle it's okay i'll do it raff placed his hands on donny's shoulder and sarah silently took his hands in hers the couple closed their eyes and leo knelt to slip the needle under her skin raff could feel donny's whole body go rigid beneath his hands he kept himself on alert in case his brother struck out but after a few moments he realized some other force was restraining him sarah's face was scrunched with pain and concentration and she held her mate's hands so tightly her knuckles went white silent tears rolled down her cheeks after the fourth stitch leo sat back the stitches weren't as neat as donny's sarah's or even splinters but they would do it took a moment before sarah cracked open her eyes to look at him done unshed tears still pulled at the corners of her eyes he nodded and brushed her forehead with his thumb yes you did really well taking a large bandage he wrapped it around her head donny put a hand on his shoulder thanks bro no problem leo stood again now we need to locate master splinter and mira has anyone tried to find his cell signal april began to pull her calm from her pocket yeah several times but we couldn't find it anywhere raff tried to press down the increasing fear they were possibly gone for good it's probably not working we were caught in the water sarah pulled her feet around to sit up fully my head's not hurting as bad now i think i can find them we need to wrap your ribs first donny looked up at april do you have any spare clothes she can borrow yes of course april headed for her bedroom donny picked up the duffel bag and then sarah to follow cat knelt beside the coffee table and began to pull the contents of the small backpack out somehow it had survived sarah's crazy ride through the sewers she pulled out three books two jars of mirrors formula and a very soggy teddy bear mikey picked up the little bear and gave it a squeeze making a puddle on the floor it was the one he'd given her when she had first hatched he swallowed hard guys i'm really worried 
Mew put an arm around his youngest brother. We'll find them, Mikey. Silent tears began to trickle down Cat's cheeks. Raph knelt beside her and pulled her to him. They remained quiet for some time until Donnie and Sarah emerged from the bedroom. Don kept a supportive arm wrapped around her where she walked beside him. She was dressed in jogging pants and a t-shirt, both of which hung off her small frame. Leo moved towards the window. Are you ready? Sarah nodded, and they all began to climb out onto the fire escape landing. Raph turned to Cat. Stay here. Her eyes narrowed. No, I'm coming. They're my family, too. His instincts to protect her surfaced. I know, but it's too dangerous out there. Her emerald eyes flared. You're not leaving me behind. Her words caused him to pause in his retort. Leaving her? Donnie's words suddenly echoed in his ears. What on God's green earth possessed me to leave them? He glanced over his shoulder at Sarah, who struggled down the fire escape. He wouldn't make the same mistake. All right, darling. He pulled her into an embrace and kissed her brow. But stay close. I don't want to lose you. One hour till landfall. Splinter sat cross-legged beside Mira's bed. Although there were perhaps more comfortable places to attempt to meditate in the apartment, the sound of his grandchild's steady breathing relaxed his nerves. She was still carrying a light fever, and although it was likely he could find medicines for children in this household, he would not risk them. He had seen his sons react adversely to human medications before. He tried once more to settle into meditation, but the sound of the wind rushing past the bedroom's window kept him from doing so. He had tried the TV, but the electricity was out, so he tried to find a radio, but it didn't have batteries. Sighing, he had given up on trying to find out any information on the hurricane and had decided to meditate instead. His mind wandered to his sons. He wondered if they were safe and if they had located Sarah. Even if they had, there was no way for them to contact him or find him. He had discovered his cell missing when they first made it from the tunnels. It had likely been swept away in the current. So, after he'd entered this apartment, he tried the phone, but the landlines were down as well. No, there was nothing for it. They were stuck in this place until the storm subsided. He only prayed his granddaughter did not become iller in the meantime. The slider slammed into yet another car, and it made pain ricochet through Sarah's entire body. She gritted her teeth, and Donnie held her tighter, growling low. Shell, Leo, try to be more careful. Leo grunted. I'm trying. The wind had picked up and the tide had rolled in, forcing the water level to rise yet another two feet and making the slider increasingly hard to handle. Sarah sat in Donnie's lap in the front seat, giving directions. They're nearby. We're almost to the garage, Cat pointed out from the back seat. Yeah, Master Splinter must have tried to make it there after they were separated. Leo put the slider in reverse to try to slow them down. Look for anything unusual, guys, 
He's probably taken shelter in one of these buildings. Don scanned the surrounding structures. Sarah pointed at an apartment building. There, there and there. Leo did his best to steer the craft into the alleyway between the two buildings. Mikey pointed above them. Look, there's a broken window up there. Leo attached the slider to the fire escape. All right, fellas, let's be careful. It could just be some punks looting. Keeping the girls at their backs, the guys climbed the ladder and slipped quietly into the apartment. They paused to listen for signs of life. When none were discovered, Mikey called out, Master Splinter? Their sensei appeared at the end of the hallway. My sons, I am so happy to see you. They ran to embrace him. Father, are you injured, sensei? Leonardo asked. Behind them, Sarah and Kat climbed through the window. No, but... Splinter gasped, and his heart soared with happiness. Sarah. She stumbled forward to hug him. I was so worried. Tears slipped from her eyes. I'm sorry, master. Kat moved forward as well, hugging the aged rat. He had become very important to her over the last few years. She had never really had a father figure after her father had died. Somehow Splinter had quickly filled that place in her life. A heavy sigh left him as he released the girls. It does my heart good to see all my children safe. Kat blushed to be included in such a way. Speaking of which, where is Mira? Donnie looked about the room. Splinter sighed. She is sleeping. He frowned. She is not well. Sarah nodded. I figured as much. She had sensed her daughter's unease even before they left April's. She is down the hall. Splinter pointed to the bedroom with the open door. Donnie hurried up the hallway. Although he knew his wife could sense his daughter, he needed to lay eyes on her himself. Sarah slowly followed, using the wall as a brace. He let out a sigh of relief at the sight of Mira tucked beneath the pink comforter. Kneeling beside her, he touched her little round head. Mira opened her eyes. Daddy? Donnie choked back the tears that wanted to escape him. How are you feeling, sweetie? Thirsty? Her eyes lit on Sarah behind him. Mommy! Sarah knelt beside her spouse. I'm sorry I scared you, sweetheart. Mira sat up, pulling her arms out through the sweater's neck. She reached out for her mother, and Sarah leaned over to hug her. She did not make an attempt to lift her, though. Her ribs were too badly damaged. Donnie understood and picked up the tot. Little Mira wrapped her arms around his neck and buried her face in it. I missed you, Daddy. Donnie took a steadying breath and held her tightly as he stood to return to the living room. Everyone gathered around to see their smallest family member. We need to get back or we'll be stuck here until the hurricane passes. Leo frowned out the window. The sky was getting darker by the minute. Splinter was surprised. Where do you intend to go, my son? April is still here. I think it's best if we all stick together. Agreed. But we must hurry. The storm will be upon us momentarily. Splinter moved to follow Leo out the window. Kat looked around. Sarah had disappeared. She found her in the kitchen. We're leaving. What are you doing? 
Sarah set down the pen she had in her hand and picked up the juice box she'd found. Coming, Kat glanced at the paper she'd been writing on. It read, Thank you for the use of your home. It saved my family's life. Sorry about the window. A wad of wet bills lay next to the note. It was all Sarah had on her. Kat stared at her with admiration where she now stood beside the window that Donnie was currently climbing out. Kat quickly reached into her pocket and dumped what little money she carried onto the counter as well. Even together, it probably wouldn't cover the window, but it was something. Then she turned and hurried back to where Raph waited. She climbed down the ladder before him. The slider was packed. Splinter and Leo sat in the front, while in the back, Donnie sat holding Mira, and Sarah and Kat shared the fourth seat. Raph and Mikey knelt on the back of the slider, holding on as best they could. As Leo headed back to April's, the sky became angrier. The wind was whipping the rain so hard it felt like bullets stinging their skin. The skiff was hard to control as the waves rocked them to and fro and threatened to capsize them. By the time they reached April's, everyone except Mira was soaked to the bone. Donnie had smartly tucked her back into the sweater and jacket before leaving. As they climbed inside, thunder and lightning crackled overhead, announcing landfall.